<laughs> Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, Colin the family. Katie brings the case against her brother Steve. Steve insists that when he calls his sister or another member of the family, a caller ID missed call notification automatically means call me back. No voicemail needed unless it's an emergency. Katie disagrees and thinks if you want to call back, you need to leave a message. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. I'm not in at present. I'm sure you know this whole routine. Leave your name and number and I'll try to get back to you. You got about 20 minutes to talk to me before you're judged. Bailiff Jesse, swear the man. <laughs> Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he sends all interpersonal messages via pneumatic tube? <laughs> I will. I do. Very well, Judge Hodgman. Thank you, Bailiff Jesse. Uh, hello, uh, uh, complainant uh, Katie and defendant Steve. First of all, for an immediate and summary judgment in your favor, can either of you name the piece of culture that I was referencing when I uh, was uh, imitating uh, uh, singing a song earlier? Unfortunately, I cannot. You cannot. It had tones of putting on the Ritz at the beginning, but then it kind of lost me. You, are, I just, you are, could not be more wrong. I want to tip my cap to your imitation of a person singing a song. I thought it was compelling. <laughs> You're a compelling radio announcer as well as a good... Uh, bailiff, Mr. Jesse, but uh, in fact, no, of course, you do not recognize that song. It is a, a little-known song. It was the the second single off of Partners in Crime by Rupert Holmes, released in 1979. You, of course, know Rupert Holmes as the uh, as the singer-songwriter who gave us the song Escape, also known as the Pina Colada song, a much more popular song. Do you know that one? You do know it. No. I do. I no. do. It, me, was it, it was used in Shrek, was it not? Give me a couple bars, Steve. If you like pina coladas, boom, 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 boom. and something, 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 <laughs> getting caught in the rain, That's boom, it. boom, 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 and if I'm you done. like making love at midnight <laughs> <laughs> in the dunes of the Cape, I had the hook, I'm and that the was one it. that you searched for. Come with me and escape. It's called Escape. The Pina Colada song. He also wrote this other song called Answering Machine. Pretty much Rupert Holmes at this period of his life, uh, as, in his long career as a singer-songwriter and writer, only wrote songs about obsolete technology and drinks that uh, were thought to be sophisticated at the time, but it turned out they were really just alcoholic baby food. So the other songs <laughs> that he had, you, you don't remember this, the, the other songs that he had on that album by any chance, do you? Escape, I do not. Escape to the Calculator Watch song. Uh, uh, Midori Sour on the Super Train from the TV show Super Train. Do you remember that one? (laughs) Or uh, Fuzzy Fuzzy Navels and Sexy Faxes. That was his other his other big sounds like a Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah, no, very much. Uh, So no, you do not recognize that because you are uh, what 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 is well, roughly speaking, sir. I will ask you your exact age. I am 37. You are 37. And uh, Katie, you are older or younger? Well, you know what, Katie? I'm, are you? I don't, I don't like to ask a lady her age. So would you just tell it to me without my asking, please? 
I, I'm I'm quite happy to to report that I'm 35. 35 years old, right? Well, you yeah. so this you guys would have been have uh, been a little a little young in 1979 to have heard this disco song, but you're not so young that you don't recognize that there were such things as answering machines for a long time, and that is uh, to some degree what we're talking. Are we talking about an answering machine dispute or a voicemail dispute? First of all, Katie, you uh, are the complainant. I am. Talk to me about yes. Talk to me about your complaint. Uh, my brother calls, uh, frequently and, uh, he does not leave messages for people. This began when we all started getting caller ID phones. He believes he's, I don't know, above it, uh, better than. So he calls, we see the missed calls on our caller IDs mm-hmm. and he believes that that equals uh, an immediate request for callback. And this is um, this is on landlines or cell phones or both, predominantly one or the other, or what? Uh, these days, we're all cell phone people, right? Do you so, have an answering machine at home still that you use? I no, I do not. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you are with it. Yeah, <laughs> but this problem's been going on since at least 2001. At which point, I did mm-hmm. have both a cell phone and an answering machine. I see. And so, uh, and so, when did you get the? Did he leave messages on voicemails or answering machines before caller ID? I guess there was no. There, there's always caller ID with the cell phones, right? Yeah, the yeah. Part, there's a, there, I've only ever had a caller ID phone, so and um, I don't know if he was hanging up before I had caller ID. I guess I wouldn't know that he did it. Did he used to leave messages? On machines before he, he still does. He still leaves messages. Yes, he left them on machines. He still leaves messages on voicemails, but only if he's dissatisfied with someone not calling him back. I see. So Steve, or or it's real pertinent information. I see. So Steve, is this true? Is this complaint? Is this accusation? This an, an is accusation? a total over exaggeration of the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. May I tell my story? Uh, you may. Or it, I, I defer to you if it is my time to go. I kind of prefer that you would sing your story because you've got this amazing country western music voice. Where are you calling from, <laughs> sir? I am in the southwest tip of Indiana. Oh, all right. And what do you do? And what do you do? The for country a western is the uh, that's almost an insult, but I uh, <laughs> but I but I appreciate the thought. He prefers to think of it as a basketball voice. Very, that would work. Basketball is that so? Jones. Is that, oh, all right. Very well. Basketball voice. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, so you're um, in the southern, the southern tip of Indiana, southwestern right or southeastern? Right where Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois come together oh. in Evansville. Okay. And do you, do you, the, 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 big, uh, the big corner, they call it. <laughs> I've never heard it referred to that, but the big uh, tri corner. Sounds good. Yeah. We they can call start it, it the, here. What do they, they call, call it? it? The tri-state. They call it the tri-state area. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're the only ones to call it that, I'm sure. Uh, yes. And so, right. Okay. And you also, Katie, you also live in Indiana. I I grew up in in uh, where Stephen is now, and okay. I but I live in Indianapolis. Oh, Circle City. Yes. All right. That's Nap all. Town. That's, that's all I know about. Oh, is that? Do they actually call it Nap Town? Some do. If, yep. Our our roller derby team are the Nap Town Rollers. I see. And everyone there is obviously very well rested and has high well, cognitive sleepy. ability. Indeed. All right. Okay, good. All right, Steve, sorry. Uh, you, so you don't sing. Uh, it's more basketball. Uh, why don't you tell me your story in your basketball voice? All right. When the cell phones came about and everybody started switching over from landlines and answering machines, my cell phone, my old Nokia 
gnarly thing, had a little feature that said miss call. So it became a thing where when I saw that somebody called, I would call them back. Over time, when I'm just kind of hanging out and saying, hey, what's my sister doing? I'll give you a shout. And just to check up on how's life, how's the house, how's the kids. And if it's just, if there's nothing important, I'll call. And if I get the answer or the voicemail, I will just assume that the missed call means that, hey, called, thinking about you, whatever. Nothing important. If there is a time-sensitive or important issue about, I will sit through that entire leave a message, press one, all that stuff, and I will leave the important information. Call me back. I'm on my way to town. Call mom. She's in a panic over nothing, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has become a kind of a code where if I'm not leaving a message, it must not be important. I'll just talk to you another time. And that's where the conflict comes in. It's become a one-way code, apparently. It's a code that only you understand. Oh, no. She understands completely. Uh But it bugs her. And let's keep in mind, she is my little sister. And since it (laughs) bugs her, I'm not – I do not want to stop because I know it irritates her to no end. And it's fun. That's when you double down on it. And I have. I have three sisters, and every one of them knows if there's no message, eh, just call me when you can. Your Honor, Every, I'm okay. afraid that right. my brother is sending you down a false, false path. Uh, okay, I, I, uh, I register your objection. I'd like to hear what you have to mm-hmm. say. He uh, applies this rule of hanging up on our voicemails even when it does matter. So, for instance, uh, recently we had arranged that I would babysit his two young boys so mm-hmm. that he and his wife could go to a concert in my town. Mm-hmm. What concert? Uh, what concert? We went and saw The Wall. Wow. All right. Cool. All right. Go on. It was it was excellent. (laughs) But because it was an out of town, you know, coming into town, they live several hours away. It was going to be an overnight babysit. A lot of logistics needed to be hammered out. Arrival times, departure times and whatnot. He called me two times in one day. When you're you're a middle aged when you're a middle aged person going to see the wall. There is a lot that you need to work out ahead of time. <laughs> Indeed. It's the, Indeed. It's the second time I've seen it in two separate cities. Okay. I can't. Well, let's just table that for a moment while I process right. that information. <laughs> he, he called me, uh, this was I think the day before or two days before their arrival. He called me two times that day, hung up, no message left. The third time he called, he deigned to leave me a message because he actually did want to talk to me to firm up our arrangements. I believe that that was his intent on the first two calls. Uh, I don't think he was calling just to chat. But since he called and left no data about what he was calling in regards to, I did not call him back. Right. So the code would seem to be, sir, that if you call and do not leave a message, it just means just thinking about you and uh, and maybe thinking about com- – uh, it's just a it's just a regular it's just a regular code saying just thinking about you and thinking about seeing the Walt sometime soon because that's just normal everyday <laughs> stuff for you. But if but if you leave uh, lots and lots of messages, that then means I actually want you to call me back. Is that the, is that the code? Usually, one message is sufficient. If I'm leaving a message, it's it's fairly important. If it's just a missed call shows up on your phone, it's either. Just call him to check in and say, hey, or I'm going to call you back. She knew, and one of those times I did leave a message, she just didn't get it. 
Um, I called her when I did finally talk to her. I said, I left you your message and I never heard back. And then I get all kinds of stories about, oh, my phone was doing this and it was acting like that. But she knew that I called. So she wasn't returning the call, I think, just simply out of spite. <gasps> oh, you heard that accusatory sing-songing voice he used. How I do did. You I wasn't. To that accusation. So well, she sees the me, call. Excuse me, yes. sir. Yes, your eminence. All right. <laughs> Take it down a thousand uh, there, basketball I, voice. I want to hear from Katie now. <laughs> I uh, I <laughs> I no longer uh, ignore calls necessarily. Uh, he is correct that for years I would uh, tell him that my phone was faulty. And that was a lie. If I uh, sometimes it was yes. So you but would this, not, this you, was ten years ago. You don't like to answer. You don't like to answer the phone. And ten years ago, you would lie and say I, I didn't answer. Not because, no, not, not true. Not true. It's not that I don't like to answer the phone. I did, it's not always a good time. And he calls several times. He definitely did this more in the early years. Would call several times in a row. And then when you did call him back, he would say, "I've been trying to get a hold of you for days." Well, then leave a message with all the words. Use all the words. All the words in the English language. Yes, yes. Uh, but yes, he 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 he's correct. I I would say things about my missed calls not operating uh, well because well, right. I okay. felt like he should be leaving messages. So you would so you would miss so you would mischaracterize the situation in order to to goad him into leaving messages. Indeed, yes. All right. Well, let's separate that the two malfeasances here because just because you uh, are a liar. Doesn't necessarily mean, sir, that you are um, doing uh, the right thing in this situation. Do you understand that? I do understand. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I also, seen... I, oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, sir. Please <laughs> go on, Basketball Jones. <laughs> there, there are times for proper etiquette, and there are times for irritating your family. Um, the family relationship has been fine over the years. There's not the dysfunction and strife. So sometimes it's just fun to just get under people's skin. Now, in a normal work-type situation, I'm a contractor. She does her work. She does a lot of work uh, through her phone. This is not a normal type of behavior that I would, I guess, inflict upon anybody else. It's family. Right. It's fun. And she's basically said, I understand what you're doing. I just choose not to participate in it through lies and deceptions and deceit. And this is where we end up. Wait, so you are, you are openly admitting that you are basically doing this to annoy your sister. Oh, I always this have. A, this is a long not, distance. Not- Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? I can't. I, we, we're in different towns. I can't do that anymore. So it's, it's Sisters. Telephone. Sisters. Oh, yeah. I do it to all of them. Are I grew up old? in a house full of women. Are you? I, I can see it has scarred you. You're overcompensating by going to see the wall every weekend. <laughs> if I could, every weekend I would, but tell I'll me, just have to take the shows that are close. Tell me, tell me, tell me about your obsession with the wall for a moment, because this is something that I'm having a hard time understanding. What what cities have you seen the wall in so far? Uh, my wife is from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. That. Um, and we saw it there two years ago. Yeah. Well, everybody's got to see the St. Louis wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that was the, it, it's driving distance, and we had a built-in babysitter. Um, I am a, I'm a big Pink Floyd fan, and I never, since I, I am 37 and I was born in 74, I never thought I'd get to see them live. And when they went around and they did it again, I said, I'm going to go. And it was so awesome when it 
they went out and they said they were going to go to Indianapolis. I called my sister up, left messages and checked with her several times to make sure she would watch the kids so I could see it a second time. And I enjoyed it very much and I thank her for it. All that proved is that you are capable of leaving messages, brother. I always have been. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. What would you... Are you, you just want your brother to stop teasing you with his weird spamming the engine of your cell phone. Is that correct? I, I think if he applied the code on a consistent basis <laughs> that he really never left a message during times when he really was just calling to chat, we would not be in conflict today. But since he also just hangs up on the voicemail when he really does have words to say, I end up with several missed calls in a row until he finally breaks down and leaves a message. Is that, is that, that voicemail thing takes so long to listen to. It asks you to leave a message, and if you can't get a hold of somebody, press one, blah, blah, blah. Who has the time? You do. Katie? Probably, but <laughs> sometimes. Most humans, most humans do, do have the time. <laughs> to leave to yes. to wait through and I look I agree I appreciate that it's very it's very uh, tiresome to hear that automated voice say if you want to review the call or if you want to leave a message etc cetera, etc cetera. but it doesn't take very long if you have important information that you need to convey to another person this is the point of communication is it not and when the information is important um I <clears throat> 9.9 times out of 10 I will sit through the thing and I will leave the message and I will convey the message in hopes of getting a call back or through, just getting the message to her. Through gritted teeth in extra thick basketball voice of anger. I do not have to like it, but I will do it. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join, and you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Do you have a mom in your life that you'd like to celebrate? There are very few better ways than giving an Aura frame to someone you care about. These are beautifully Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos of your memories with your mom, stepmom, a mentor, friend, uh, whatever it is in your life who might enjoy seeing photos from your life, Aura Frames are the way to go. Judge, there's a very special mom in my life, Ms. Teresa Thorne. Yes. Uh, that's my wife and also a, a whole human being in her own right. Guess what's, guess what's on her bedside table? Yes, that's right. You guessed it in one, an Aura Frame. <laughs> what I love about the Aura Frame is... You don't have to load a bunch of stuff onto an SD card or whatever, like with the old digital frames. It is so easy to get the pictures on there. So like when Teresa texts me a cute picture of one of our children or our dog uh, or one of our siblings texts us a cute picture of one of them or one of their children, uh, all I have to do is hit that share button on my phone and I can share it right to the frame, and then it lives there for as long as I want. I can also take it off whenever I want, but I don't even have to open the Aura Frames app, which is a great app, but I don't right. even have to go there. It just goes straight into wherever I want it, uh, whichever frame I want, or I have multiple Aura Frames in my house, or all of them. Uh, it is incredibly easy. That's why Wirecutter chose it as the best digital photo frame. That's why it's one of Oprah's favorite things. 
Uh, it is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code Hodgman at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Stitch Fix. You know that boost of confidence you get when you put on an outfit that just feels good? You know what that's like. That's what I get when I use Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a human stylist, not AI. A human being who understands your style, size, and budget. They do all the shopping for you, and it's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season or any other. This professional stylist picks the clothes. They can either send you a box where anything you don't want is unbelievably easy to return, or they can make a little storefront for you just from stuff that they recommend for your taste and your body. Uh, it is an absolutely incredible service. They give you styling advice, outfit recommendations, the whole thing soup to nuts. And like I said, if you don't want it, if you don't like it, it is unfathomably easy to send it back. They give you an envelope that's big enough that has the postage and the labels on it. All you have to do is shove the thing in there, close it up, and drop it off at your local mailing center. It is that easy. Can I also say the stuff that my stylist at Stitch Fix picks for me? I really like it. Like, they know me. And it's really terrific. Plus, if you've got small people in your life, sadly, my small people are now adults shopping for themselves. But if you've got little kids, it's a terrific way to, to get togs for your kids. Style that makes you feel as you as you want to look, get started today at stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. That's stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Does Katie, how's Katie's uh, vo outgoing voicemail message? Is it long or is it short? It's incredibly short. Okay. So it's not <laughs> it's her just, fault. It's built into the it's system. Ka this is Katie. Leave a message. Automated voice. Done. Do you, uh, do you text message, sir? Um, very, very rarely. I do not have a smartphone. I have, I do construction work and I have a, I have to press four times to get the letter S. So I very rarely text message. I'm sorry. What is, wh why do you have to press four times to get the, oh, because it's just a regular I, keypad. I just have a numeric keyboard. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Uh, why not have a smartphone? What, what does working construction have to do with not having a smartphone? You need something more um, or what? I, yes, I, I, my phone, I, I'm not real big on carrying the, the clip on my belt. Mm -hmm. um, I'm worried about knocking it off. I keep my phone yeah, in my you don't, pocket. You don't want to look like a nerd at the wall concert. I don't mind looking like a nerd at all. I, I excel at it. Uh, your Honor, your I Honor could, I, could I mention something about this working in construction that he is talking about? Uh, he, I'll, I'll allow it. He doesn't work in construction. I mean, yes, he does. He owns his own tile business. Uh-huh. Having a, having a phone that's capable of leaving messages and getting messages under using multiple platforms is not maybe such a bad idea. Well, The me, rest of his sisters do text and text often. Well, let me ask you this then, sir. If, yes. If you have a glass tile floor in the bathroom and one of the tiles becomes cracked in the middle, can that one be repaired or do you have to retile the whole floor? You, uh, you can absolutely take them out and replace them one at a time. Oh, well, I look forward to hearing your Pink Floyd the Wall themed email address as soon as we get off the air because <laughs> I would like to find out 
how we can take care of that right away, right here in Brainerd. Uh, would you like your would you, <laughs> would you like your your brother to get a smartphone? Is that what would you like me to compel him to do if I were to find uh, I, against I, I him today? Oh, he doesn't need to have a smartphone, but I think I would love for him to uh, be compelled to leave a message every single time, even if now he has to leave a message saying, just calling to chat, and because I love you so much, dear sister. Uh, And sir, what would you like to get out of this if I were to find in your favor? May I ask you a question first? Do you have brothers and sisters? I do not. You do not. You are an only child. I am. Why do you think I I spend uh, all my weekends talking to people uh, in Indiana on podcasts because you're a busy man. Yeah. Why do you, why do you uh, think I have, all the, all why, the time do you think I have a, why do you think I have a podcast where I can finally yell at other people and put them down because I've never had brothers and sisters. That's a good point. You, you should I've, tell never, I've got, I've got 41 years worth of teasing built up in me, teasing and you bullying should. that I need to get out on people. Then you should totally get a little sister. There's so much fun to mess with, especially <laughs> on phones. I don't need them, sir, uh, because I have you. I am proud to be your punching bag. Is this your Skype? Uh, account? Is this your Skype account, by the way? Yes, it is. Prepare to receive a lot of <laughs> a lot of messages from me containing no in, no content. That and that I would I would understand, and I I, I understand to, the the wall or the path I'm going down. I am going to gaslight you so bad, sir. You have no idea. <laughs> you will not know what is going on. At one moment, you're going to think that we're best friends. Mm. Another moment, you're going to think that I'm just, uh, I accidentally fell down on my keyboard. You're not going to know <laughs> whether I like you or loathe you or have forgotten all about you. It's going to drive you nuts, and I'm going to have the greatest time. It, it sounds like you do have brothers and sisters In because way, that's, how it's, that's exactly how it is. You way, never know, but you know that they love you the whole time. Well, that's exactly what you're not going to know, sir, because I'm going to go into my chambers now. <laughs> And come up with a solution to this problem. Uh, uh, Jesse, uh, why don't you talk to them for a little bit while I go in here and, and type, a, type away on my <laughs> – try to spell dirty words on my, on my old uh, uh, digital calculator. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. So, Katie, if this is just your brother messing with you, why are you letting him do it? Uh, how how does one prevent that exactly? I mean, uh, he calls and hangs up. I suppose I could block his number, but that seems hurtful. <laughs> Steve, what are you doing here? You're a grown man. Oh, she's making it sound like she gets three or four calls a day. I'll call and check in. Like if I don't <laughs> hear from her, this will be like every week or two that I'll just pop in and go, oh, it's Wednesday. Hey, I haven't talked to her in a week or two. Then Is it really so bad, Steve? To leave a message for your for your kid sister. Mm, I, it, yes, yes. Is it just that every second you're talking to that message machine could be a second that you're putting another brick in the wall? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Hello, it's me again, John Hodgman. I was just enjoying a pina colada because I love making love at midnight in the dunes of the Cape and... Uh, I'm back now to talk to, oh, what are your names again? Katie and Steve. About, uh, about cell phone etiquette. I have to say, Steve, I admire your forthrightness in this situation because you have just basically openly said you're just trying to drive your sister crazy, which is clearly working. She's very mad at you about <laughs> this. Uh, and I, I, I have to say that 
I'm intrigued by your argument that the missed call stands in for a code uh, that you have called to make contact, nothing important, you'll get back to them later. Uh, There is something um, absolutely uh, uh, sort of elegant and decent about that uh, that I wish, uh, you know, I wish could be applied universally to all uh, phone communication because, honestly, I don't want to listen to these messages from these people, and uh, I'd like to know whether or not the message that's coming in is important uh, or not. And if you're saying that your code is it's not that important, um, then I could get behind that. There, There's a problem, actually a couple problems, though, with what you're saying. One, this code is not universally applied. In fact, it is only applied by you. No one else in the world sees a missed call <laughs> and no message as a simple check-in. It's, why is this person so mad at me? Or did something happen to him? Did he drive off the road before he could leave the message? It is, uh, it is alarming, not uh, calming. And second, uh, you are not applying this code uh, consistently, even within your own uh, your own weird pocket universe. In other words, sometimes you're calling just to check in. Sometimes you're calling to actually convey information. Sometimes you're just um, spamming your sister in order to bug her. And it leaves her in a, pl- a position of untenable anxiety, not knowing what you are doing. <laughs> anxiety that I suspect you enjoy based on your quiet little he right then that I heard. But nonetheless is mean. Now, I can't. I have to say, here's, here's, what I have, here's what I think you should do or should have done before it came to this. You should have established what the code meant, told your sisters what it is, and then if you wanted to just not leave messages, right, you could have gotten away with that. But your open mocking of your sister through this weird <laughs> stalkerish behavior, <laughs> it really makes it, you know, uh, I think, unfortunately, undoes your moral high ground in this situation because you are you are actually using this technology to bother someone. So, here is what I am going to do. I'm going to find in favor of Katie. And, sir? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Sir, for the yes. next... I'm going to puni- punish you for bothering her by bothering you. For the period of one year, if oh. you call Katie, I don't care what you do with your other sisters, <laughs> but if you call Katie, you have to leave a message. And you have to leave a message that has to be left in this particular style. One, it needs to be what all voicemail messages should be short. Two, it should announce your intention for the call. In other words, you can't just say, call me back, just say, Call me back because I need to talk to you about this, or I don't have to talk to you about anything. Call me back when you feel like it. Three, you have to uh, leave the message uh, clearly. You have to give the telephone number. <laughs> <laughs> and, you have to, and you have to use the Brett Martin technique of phone message leaving. Brett Martin is a, a, a writer for GQ magazine and a very old friend of mine. He writes about food uh, and, and wine and cheese for uh, GQ magazine. And uh, since I have known him, Brett Martin has always left messages this way. Uh, Hello, John. Uh, This is Brett Martin. I am calling uh, to talk to you about XYZ. He loves to talk about those letters for some reason. Uh, Please give me a call back when you can. Thank you very much. Brett Martin. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can do that. All right. So let's so let's uh, let's hear a, a sample voicemail message that you're going to leave. So I'll so I'll go. Uh, I'll I'll do I'll do Katie's novelty outgoing message, and uh, and then I'll do the the computer voice, and then you'll leave the message. And this is what it's going to be like for one year. And then if you want to reestablish this code, you can, but you got to lay the ground rules and you got to apply them consistently going forward. Do you understand what I'm saying, sir? I understand. All right. So here we go. Uh, hello, it's me, Carl Castle. I'm leaving a message on Katie's <laughs> outgoing voicemail because she uh, won a, a public radio game. So go ahead and uh, leave your name and number after the tone. If you'd like to leave a message, press 1. If you don't want to leave a message, press 1. Stand by for a pause, and then I will allow you to leave a message. Hey, Katie, it's your brother. I'm calling in regards to XYZ. Please give me a call back when you can. I would appreciate it. My number is blah, 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 blah. I will talk to you later. See ya, Brett Martin. <laughs> Close. You had to do Brett Martin at the top in order to really sell that one. I want you to use your own name, though, okay? First and last name All from right. now on. All right, good. This is the sound of a gavel. If you love making love at midnight, Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Steve, this is a stern rebuke. How are you feeling? Defeated. I thought I had this one in the bag. I thought that just the messing with my little sister would be enough to get me through and win this one. But I've, I've been blown out of the water here. Do you think it's possible that you got cocky? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's all right, though. I will, uh, I will abide by the ruling, and I will leave messages for my sister if that's what she so wants. Katie, are you relieved? I'm, I'm relieved. My heart's a little broken for my, my big brother. I know he really he had a lot, lot on the line here. Um, and uh, I would not be surprised if my other two sisters requested uh, similar message leavings. This is not a precedent. Yeah, it depends on what your brother thinks about judicial precedent. I, I, I think this is going to spark a lot of debate for a long time. Katie, Steve, <laughs> thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Thank very you. Much. Thank good, you. Good luck, guys. Hi, this is Biz, and this is the final season of One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. This is going to be a year of celebrating all that makes this podcast and this community magical. I'm so glad that I found your podcast. I just cannot thank you enough for just being the voice of reason as I'm trying to figure all of this out. Thank you and cheers to your incredible show and the vision you had to provide this space for all of us. This is still a show about life after giving life. And yes, there will be swears. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. And as always, you are doing a great job. All right, class, tomorrow's exam will cover the extinction and de-extinction of the dodo, PowerPoint as an art form, and the history of Eurovision. Any questions? Uh, yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything, where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. 
My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. <laughs> Judge Hodgman, if you had a little sister, do you think you'd be the type to torture them? What's that, Jesse? I just had my headphones on. I was listening to my Reel to Reel, that Rupert Holden song about um, when Banana Republic used to sell pith helmets. <laughs> what did you? What uh, did you ask me? Uh, It's not important. Let's get to the docket. Here's something from Nathan. He writes, My wife is pregnant. I have two children from a previous marriage. While she loves her stepchildren as her own, this will be my wife's first biological child. She insists that as this is the case, she should have sole naming rights over the new baby, arguing that, quote, arguing that I, quote, have already had two chances to pick baby names. I believe the choice of a name is a job for both parents to make together as an expression of love and hope for the child and suspect that she just doesn't like the same kinds of names that I do. Who should be allowed input on the new baby's name? Yes, the father should be allowed input on the baby's name. I think it would be monstrous to to suggest that he recuse himself from the naming of his own baby, even though he has two other children who I presume at this point, are uh, being forced to clean chimneys uh, for this for this home. No, I'm not suggesting that uh, this, this lovely woman is an evil stepmother. Uh, but yes, you have to let your husband have some input. I'm sure it'll be terrible, dumb input, and eventually you'll get your way. But you have to work together to raise a child. It is the product of a, uh, of a family. And uh, since I think that this decision will ultimately be extremely uh, fraught, uh, especially uh, now, I think I, uh, the, only, the only action that I can take is to force both of you uh, to recuse yourself from the decision and allow me to name your child. So if your child is a female child, uh, I think uh, her name should be Joan Hodgman. And if your child is a male child, Rupert Holmes will be the name of your child. <laughs> I, get the, I get the impression that that Nathan's wife may be reacting to the names that he picked for the first two kids. Like maybe they're named, uh, you know, Troy Aikman Smith and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Smith. Uh, you know, maybe we should get them on and have them actually talk this out uh, on on a on a on an actual podcast. Maybe maybe we should do an instant upgrade. Yeah, email us at uh, Hodgman at MaximumFun.org and, and we'll see what we can do. We'll instant upgrade you to a to a full hearing. Otherwise, you have to, if you don't contact us, you will have to name your children Joan Hodgman Rupert Holmes. You want to plug a, you want to plug a Max Fun podcast? I want to, I want to plug in my earphones to listen to the rest of this uh, Rupert Holmes album. <laughs> why, why don't you go ahead and plug something uh, while I'm, uh, while I'm listening? Hey, if you're out there and you uh, and you haven't listened to my show, <laughs> Bullseye, uh, you're missing out on great culture recommendations and in-depth interviews. Um, all you have to do is subscribe at, <laughs> in iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Or go to maximumfun.org and click on Bullseye. 
And I do like champagne. Yes, I love making love at midnight. More of the cape. Come and see a piñata. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesse. Did you say something? I was uh, was I was I singing too loud when I was listening to my favorite song? Oh, jeez. Okay, oh, look. Sheesh. If you've got a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to maximumfun.org slash JJ Ho, J-J-H-O, and submit it. Don't wait. Do it now. If you know somebody in your life who has a case for Judge John Hodgman, send them to maximumfun.org slash JJ Ho. I don't even care if they listen to the show. Submit your dispute and ye be judged. That was fun, huh, John? That was fun. We have talked to you. We'll talk to you again next. (laughs) We'll talk to you again. If you love making love at mid. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead and do the outro. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. That is all. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.